drones, a lot of things get treated like toys until we realize that they might actually have some pretty intense utility. And when it comes to drones, I was watching a report recently. They ran an experiment. So it wasn't with real organs because they're too precious. But effectively, the idea was that a drone would transport a cooler with an organ for transplantation from the rooftop of the hospital where the organs were harvested to the rooftop of the hospital where the organ would be implanted. And that particular test, which I'm pretty sure was run right here in Toronto, Uh, apparently went flawlessly. Well, how about using drones to deliver things to the Toronto Islands? Cameron Rowe is CEO and founder of Hover, which is a drone delivery service, joins us now. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm okay. So I guess we have to start. If there's a service, then there has to be a need. Uh, How is it that uh, island residents aren't getting the deliveries that they need? Island residents, there is a delivery service that already exists on the Toronto islands. The challenge is many of the deliveries are not done in a timely manner. So it's really dependent on the ferry schedule. And from the time that you place the order to the time that you receive it can sometimes be significantly long. So it's pretty different from how uh, many of us who live in the downtown core are able to do their groceries or their deliveries, uh, given it's reliant on the ferry schedule or the water taxi. And that gets increasingly difficult as the uh, harbor front freezes over and you kind of rely on a less frequent ferry schedule or if you need something at night and uh, the ferries are not operating. That's kind of really where we excel. Okay, so, you know, let's imagine I I wanted to order uh, a bottle of wine, let's say. How would that work through your service? So the the first step would be to uh, to go on our website and you're able to see all the relevant information in terms of when we're operating. Given that we're we're starting out, we primarily operate just on the weekends where there are enough tourists and enough demand to uh, meet the cost to operate. Uh, however, this is something that we're planning on expanding in the winter months as uh, as people decide, you know, we might need this service late into the night, or if there's something in an emergency that they need to to be sent over, that's something that uh, we're planning on expanding as well. Okay. So let's imagine the emergency scenario. There's some sort of, uh, you know, cold and cough remedy that I want. I'm on the island. I go to your website. Um, What works from there? I mean, does somebody go from your company and buy it and put it into a drone? Do you ask the person at the uh, retailer to put it in the drone? What happens? Yeah, so we have what's called a runner. So right now the drones aren't uh, smart enough to load themselves. Uh, hopefully in the, the coming years, we're going to have robots that are kind of capable of of doing so. It, it's similar to almost a, a ghost kitchen model where you have a specific node where there's a lot of uh, highly requested items. And then you would have an individual working there who could load the drone. And then from there, the drone would then take a strategic route to avoid uh, flying in the path of uh, any planes incoming at Billy Bishop, and it would go along the waterfront from Cherry Beach over to Wards Island, where you would be able to uh, get your item. As of right now, it's a pickup spot, uh, and as we progress, it's going to go to where we can deliver it directly to the individual's uh, backyard or front porch. Well, I'm glad you answered my concerns about the airport, because I I thought this is a really (laughs) bad place to be flying a drone. (laughs) 
Yeah, it, a lot of people, you could sometimes hear and think, you know, this might not be the ideal location for it, but I would actually disagree given that there's a large number of people, especially like I mentioned during the winter months, who it, it is somewhat difficult to to get all packed up to go travel and wait for a ferry. And as I mentioned, especially late at night. And so this is something really where we find we, we did our due diligence. We chatted with all the relevant people from not only Billy Bishop Airport, uh, the Ports Authority, from... Uh, Transport Canada, from Nav Canada, all of the the people who are in charge of ensuring our airspace is kept safe. Uh, as well, we're also not flying at an altitude where airplanes are actually allowed to fly at. And so we aren't actually as concerned as people might think because our route is predetermined. We submit that authorization, we receive approval for it, and then we don't deviate at all from that flight plan. So any plane incoming knows exactly where we are going to be operating. We also have sensors on the drone that tell us exactly where the planes are at all times. If there is one that is flying, uh, let's say overhead, and it, it's something that we're we're very, very confident that uh, we, we've done the right steps and safety is just the top of our minds to ensure that we're not uh, contributing to any confusion or an accident that might occur. Okay, now island residents, with a, you know, with all due respect to them, can be a little crotchety about things. Are they gonna be excited about these drones buzzing overhead? Yeah, well, we held a, last summer when we had started, we held a public consultation. And this was something that people uh, at times were concerned about the noise, I think was the biggest thing that we had gotten. But when we had measured it, uh, we have a, a fun little sound device that measures the decibels. We had realized that it actually was less than when a plane would come by. And many cases, residents wouldn't even know that they were flying overhead. And because we were flying over the water, uh, we weren't actually flying directly over any of the residents, which also allowed us kind of a dual uh, thing where we wouldn't fly over people. And because the drone was so far out of the way that many residents didn't even know it was happening other than when they were standing watching the delivery done. So this was something that kind of helped calm any potential uh, problems that might have occurred. Um, as well, we're we're very responsive for people who are kind of curious and asking questions for us. Uh, it, sometimes people can be afraid of what they don't understand, and that's what we wanted to try to avoid um, and, and tell them like, hey, we don't have any cameras on the drone pointing down facing your houses. This right. is really just to help people uh, get any goods or service that they needed. It started off actually wanting to deliver prescriptions, but we realized most of the demand was for food. Okay, and what does it cost? What is the premium for delivery? It's about a $10 premium on top of the order uh, cost for whatever item it is that you want. So we're really trying to run this as cost efficient as possible. And do you plan to expand to other neighborhoods or is this just all about the islands? No, it's not just all about the islands, but it was an excellent use case to kind of start and see if the demand was there. Uh, in the coming uh, months, we're going to do tests in other locations, uh, such as Richmond Hill and uh, the York region. I don't want to be too, too specific on where exactly, because that may fluctuate, uh, but we're really, really excited and uh, expect to see it soon to neighborhoods around the GTA near you. Thanks a lot for this. Interesting. Thank you so much for your time. Cameron Rowe is CEO and founder of a company called Hover. And uh, that was interesting, $10. I was expecting it to be almost prohibitive, but I guess it's not a great business model if people ultimately think, well, $25, screw it, I'll go myself. Um, but it will be interesting to see what happens because 
you know, if drone delivery becomes more common, and I know about you, if you've seen those robots on the street, they're like little R2-D2s and they've got food in them. And when they come along, I'm kind of ticked off. It's like, why do I have to, this is a sidewalk. Why do I have to get out of the way of this stupid robot? And in the future, people will probably, you know, uh, drone lands nearby. Maybe you're going to steal it. You know, figure out a way to uh, get around the uh, the controls of it, so you can have your own drone, and uh, nobody. Well, they'll be all the wiser because, of course, they'll know their drone is gone.